0: Hey guys. hey guys, welcome back to the third episode of, hey Eek, let's talk about it.
1: Yeah, let's talk about it. Awesome! Uh, <laughs> okay,
0: so I want to talk about something really fast. Um, I went to Vegas, we'll talk about Vegas in a second, but yeah. I want to get to this first.
1: I've never been, so that's, to me, that's amazing. Yeah, yeah,
0: it's it's fun.
1: I'm like that little boy from that fucking movie The Room or Room with Oh where the, you never been anywhere but I've by never Mr. like been anywhere and shit. <laughs> That's how I feel. It's like, ooh, Vegas? Alright. <laughs> yeah, so Tell us about this mystical land of of money and horrors, please.
0: Oh, it's such a strange place. But before I do, I wanna talk about something really fast. I was good in Vegas and been good in general. I've been abstinent, okay? Yeah. L- yeah, I really have been actually. Believe it or not. Um and the girl that I was seeing today decided to say, hey, I think it's best if we were just friends. I haven't seen her in, like, two weeks anyways, I guess, so... Uh. But, I know, right?
1: Uh, two weeks is...
0: Mm. Yeah, yeah. But I, I, I had this feeling coming for a while now. Like, I've been, like, trying to, like, like do the right thing, I guess, whatever the right thing is. Yeah.
1: Uh-huh.
0: I want your opinion on this. <laughs> okay. You think I did the right thing or the wrong thing by, like... <laughs> waiting off and holding off and not talking to anybody else and Whoa. trying to play this exclusive game.
1: You're talking to a guy that's been with one girl for, like, y- ten fucking years Yeah, I know, now, and you you so. hit her for,
0: like, three of them, my fucking weirdo. I,
1: no, I... When did the fuck... I never talk about... I don't talk about myself. Like, but... No, I... No, I... Yeah, I, I think you did... I think you did fine because... I mean, you you were trying to do the right thing. Doing the right thing, even if it doesn't pay off for you in the end, is uh-huh. always good for you as a person. Yeah. Because you you tried. You you did what you... you know, regardless of what situation you're in, uh, you know, if you do the best you can and you still don't end up with the result that you really wanted, there's still nothing to be ashamed of because you did the best fucking job you could.
0: Yeah. But it almost feels like guys that are too nice just get, like, the end of the stick that just sucks.
1: Yeah, the shit end of the stick, yes. And I can testify to that because I am a nice guy and I've been used by more women than I fucking remember.
0: You know, yeah, the irony is, like, typically I'm kind of, like, in the middle of being a douche and being nice to girls. I'm never just full-on fucking nice. But every girl that I'm actually really nice to and I'm really trying to generally, like, impress her by this nice shit, which I'm not, as you know. (laughs) Like, it just seems like it backfires every time. Like, I can do everything oh we talked about this like about an hour ago uh let's talk about this really fast because you know i spent money and i'm always willing to like do the 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 extra step
1: is that a good idea to spend money
0: yeah on women
1: i mean here's my dilemma you know uh, women want to talk about you know equal rights and, and and being treated as equals and everything like that well there's my thing is, I'm not trying to knock women. This is this is literally what I've observed. This is what I've observed. And, and, and where there's this dynamic, there's this dialectical situation. And dialectical means two opposing things. Mm-hmm. Where two, like, opposite extremes. There's this thing where women, like, they want equal rights. They want everything that guys have. But they also seem to want... You know, at times for guys to be "quote unquote" real men, in other words, like, you know, hold doors open for you. And, I do that. And I do that. Yeah, I yeah. do that too. Yeah. You know, just not not because I feel I have to, but no,
0: it's just feels... Yeah, it's it's just it's etiquette. Yeah, well, day.
1: not it's just, it's kind of instinct for me now. I just yeah, do it me too. Me too. Yeah. And you know, they want you to pay for dinner. I mean, honestly, for any girl out there, if you honestly went on a first date with a guy and he was like if he even like, like wanted to split the check or even, even God forbid, even expected you to pay for the meal. Like, I'm not sure there's a girl out there who wouldn't be a little taken back by that. Who who might yeah. be like, Oh, well, yeah, like was, you, you want me to pay? Exactly. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it, so there's this, like I said, there's this, there's these two opposing things where it's like, you know, women seem to want, it, it seems to me that women wanna have all the advantages of being a guy along with all the advantages of being a woman because there are advantages to being a woman. Are are there challenges that women face in society that men don't? Absolutely. Absolutely. Of course, of course, nobody's disputing that. But there are some advantages to being a woman. Yeah. Uh, I, I can tell you about one right now. Um, I've known women, um, several women actually, uh, like three of them, who ended up getting jobs for good companies with benefits That they never went to school for or anything like that. And they simply got the job simply because they were young and good-looking. Yeah, it works. You know? It works
0: out that way. Yeah, I mean,
1: like, yeah. One in particular, a Mexican girl, uh, she ended up working for um, a temp company because she could speak Spanish. And she was absolutely beautiful. Yeah. Nice body and everything. I mean, she was just head to toe. She was beautiful. Yeah. And uh, they were just, they just gave her the the job and she ended up you know it was good money benefits and everything like that and uh you know but i i can honestly say nobody's ever hired me for my looks i don't i mean even when i was better looking when i was better looking when i was younger now i was gonna say you're kind of hit now man fuck you (laughs) (laughs) Uh, acting like i'm over here chewing on bricks and uh, shit no no (laughs) But, you know, nobody ever hired me for my looks. I don't I don't know too many guys who do get hired for their looks, you know? I'm not talking about industries where you do get that like acting and and stuff like that where, you know, it's it is about looks. I just mean like, you know, regular jobs. I don't I don't really see a lot of guys getting hired for their looks, you know? Yeah. But women will get And here's the thing, okay? And and you know, women you know they they want to be treated equally and everything like that and I agree they, they should be paid the same amount of money for the doing the same work absolutely you do the same work you deserve the same amount of money yep. I don't I don't see why there's a debate about that there shouldn't be you do the same work you deserve the same money um, but here's the thing if women you know women do seem to be that they want to be respected for their brains and their ability. And, and, and that, that seems to be a very important thing, but there's also a question that I would ask to any woman. If you found out that you got that dream job of yours, but it wasn't because of your ability, it was actually because of your looks, like that's why you got hired, would you quit or would you keep the job? I, you know what? You know, speaking as a man, I, I keep the, I keep the job. well as a guy yeah Yeah, i would would keep the job i I mean like i said nobody's hired me for my looks but if if, you know women they want to get respected for their you know but here but like i said there are advantages to being a woman so if you found out that one of those reasons you were hired to that dream job wasn't because of equal rights it was because of sort of a misogynistic reason in other words the guy doing the hiring thought you were hot so he was like hey I wouldn't mind looking at her every day when I go to this stupid job, you know. Uh, would you? Would you literally say no? I I, I want to get there on my merits. I don't want to get there on my. Li-. Would you quit the job? I, I and I I'm I'm not asking that to be an asshole or a misogynist myself. I honestly would ask, you know, a woman who wants to be, you know, who who is dead set on equal rights and and you know all that. I would I would seriously ask that question if if you found that you had finally landed that dream job but it was for a misogynistic reason you got hired for your looks would you quit would you say no i i i want to get there on my merits you know that's i think that's an interesting question that is an interesting question you know but the original question you asked was did you do the right thing about you know with spending money um you know I, I guess if it was just for, I don't know how much you're talking here. How much are we talking? Uh,
0: One time it was like 120, it was oh, like 70, boy. 80. Was that like dinner? At that was like party? date. That was like one time, like I bought her flowers. Oh, like wow. I went out. Like it's not like I right, was that's like.
1: That's nice. Flowers, like who the fuck gets girls flowers? Yeah, no, I, I that's don't. That's like
0: old school. Yeah. I, I, yeah. Shiver not dead in my book. And sometimes well, like, in a sense, like I, I love that shit. I think it's, you know, romantic and it's, it's good for the, it's good for the soul to know that people still do it, you know?
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, but you got to find a girl who's susceptible to yeah. that.
0: Well, she really liked it. That's the weird part. Mm. She she loved that.
1: I you know it's I would... it's
0: it's so it's such an odd situation because she loved everything I did and the way I talked to her. But then it still was like,
1: well, well, th- well, that's the thing. I would, I I I don't know. I would have asked. Did you ask her why she was breaking up?
0: No, because typically when I <laughs> this is how I am. I just don't like to me. In my opinion. It becomes pointless to even. I don't know. I get to a point where I'm just like, all right, well, I, I'm at a part where. I just don't want to hear anymore from you. Like, right? Yeah, like,
1: you, it, it's right. you. You, you want to just get it over? Yeah, okay, you it's... you
0: cut the cord. You know what I mean? And now I got to show you that I'm not, like, because I I would always tell her like, yeah, I really like you, and I did really like her, but at the same time, anybody, I I like to prove the point of no matter how much I like you. I can always stop liking you at the same time. Because, like, right, yeah. I mean, I did. I liked her. I thought about her every day. I always text her. I always made sure that like, I would put the time and effort every single day. Even if she didn't text me back sometimes right away. I would still be like, hey, hope you're having a good day. I'll talk to you later. You know what I mean? But I didn't, stuff didn't pan out. So I was like, okay, well, I'll move on.
1: <laughs> you know, me, I'm the type where I'm, I'm inquisitive. You know, I got to ask... Like, I would I would ask. I would ask. See, that's, okay, that's well, not what's... my strong
0: suit. I, I think sometimes I let my pride get the best of me. I think also. Mm. So I'm like, I, I'm just
1: like. I don't, know. I don't know if it's a pride thing, really. <sighs> I would just like to know what the what the hell I did wrong. If I did anything wrong. Right. And you can learn a lot from the answer, too.
0: See, but sometimes I feel like women kind of hold out on the truth unless they're mad. If they're mad, they'll tell you the truth. But I sometimes feel like if you just generally ask, they'll be like, well. Like they, like, they'll try and, to
1: sugarcoat it. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: And it's just like. It's a unnecessary sugar coke.
1: Well, you know, I would if if I was in that situation, I would just mm-hmm. say, Look, uh I would appreciate it if you could be honest with me as to what happened. Is it be is what did I do that you all of a sudden decided, hey, this guy's he's just not for me. If it's something because if it's something that I can do something about, then I'd like to know about it. Yeah. In other words, like Maybe I joke around too much. Right. Maybe maybe I joke we'll around see, about we'll, the wrong thing. Let's we'll
0: see, but that's just it.
1: But if it's something like that,
0: it's so odd because I she would always be like you're just the nicest person. She goes, I can't see you either being mean or being rude to people. And I'm like, <laughs> she doesn't fucking know you. I what, are you said serious? that. I told her I was like, well, you clearly don't know me. Jeez. I was like, because I because I I try I treat- Now who's holding out? You clearly didn't show her
1: your <laughs> true self. You fucking asshole.
0: Uh, yeah. Okay. You're right. But, no, I mean, I, I did, but in the sense of, like, what I thought I should be towards her, not towards everybody else, I guess, if that makes sense. Right. But now I'm like, maybe I should have just been myself, because yeah, maybe, maybe she would have liked did, that better, because right. girls seem to like that better. When we go in public, I mean, I'm basically myself, and 95% of the women that I come across all like that fucking kind of douchey... You know what? <laughs> <laughs> Realistically, yeah. I'm a little yeah. douchey, yeah. and they like that shit, and they're, they're just like, wow. Well, like they, they give me center of attention when you know what?
1: I, at this point in my life, you know, I just kind of a pro every single situation I'm in, whether it's in a therapy group or yeah, I go to therapy or it's like a class. When I talk, I just, I think the way that I get myself to just be me, because I always used to be nervous around girls and shit like yeah. that. And it's not that I, it's not that I'm not anymore, but it's just that I'm just at the point now where I just don't give a fuck if you like me or not. Yeah. I know you
0: don't. (laughs) I've been there with you.
1: (laughs) It's awkward. (laughs) But the way that I get myself mentally prepared for something like that is I just think of my, I just look at the, the I say to myself, eek. Yeah, I know. minutes. I know, I know. I say to myself, I say to myself, when I'm, when I'm in a room full of women, or if, if it's in a work relationship or, uh, you know, school or whatever, I, I, and I'm in a room full of girls. I'm just like, eek, you don't stand a chance with any of these girls, so you might as well just be yourself dude and yeah. then you know what and then after that after I tell myself that I just calm the fuck down yeah and I'm just because I realize okay you don't have a shot so just be yourself and then I am I am myself and a lot of times that's a good way to look at it too though I do I just say to myself, you know what you don't stand a chance with anybody in this room so why not just be yourself
0: yeah uh, see I'm the same way for the most part and I, then I do though yeah it,
1: but it works and yeah. I, I I after that I calm the fuck down I realize it ain't nothing going on here right you know so i might as well just be myself and yeah. then i'm myself and and some people like it and some people don't some people don't Yeah, same with me
0: same people uh like a lot of people think i'm charming and then some people just think i'm a big asshole and nine yeah. times a time, i mean you think a little bit of i'm a big asshole yeah. so fuck off but uh no i mean it's just you i mean i have s- certain respects but then there's other things i'm just like fuck it i'll say whatever i want um, because I just don't, I, I don't worry about what people think. I just more go off of, if I don't do it now, when am I ever going to do it?
1: <laughs> yeah. It's, it's the
0: truth. You yeah. can only think like that.
1: I think that there's, you know, the thing about it is, and this is why, you know, we were talking before about the honeymoon version of the honeymoon part of the relationship. Yeah. I think the problem is, is that when people put themselves in a mindset to where they're trying to get with somebody, yeah, or, you know, we start to act different. Oh, absolutely. And then we do that so often. You're right. We do that so often Mm. that people, we all start to get used to that, that phony
0: part of us. You're right. Because that's me. That's me when I first, if I really like somebody, like really, really like them, like I'll become like this whole, like fucking, like super nice guy that I'm really not. (laughs) Yeah, I know. (laughs) Because it happened the same thing with this other girl. I'm not going to name her name, but like, like when me and Duh, Baby mama, well, I'll just say Shauna broke up. We, yeah, no, I'll say her name. Fuck All right, it.
1: Okay, fine. Say her name. I'll say
0: Shauna. When we first broke up, I started talking to this girl. She worked for the city.
1: Mm-hmm. And oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, yeah. yeah, yeah and I she remember.
0: was beautiful and she was yeah. gorgeous. And I would always flirt with her and mm-hmm. I wouldn't think much of it because I just like flirt, flirt, flirt. And I was so good at it. But then when it came to like actually start liking her, I became like this whole different fucking person. Mm-hmm. I became this little girl like, oh, yeah, Uh, I hope you had a great day. Uh, also, if you have time to talk later, I'd love to talk
1: to you on the phone. If not, it's okay. <laughs> you make it sound like Mickey Mouse like ha ha ha. ha, 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 ha. <laughs> I sure would like to talk to you. Ha ha. My ha. jeez, uh,
0: Goofy? Yeah.
1: <laughs> sure would like you to meet my dog Pluto. Ha, ha. I really would. Ha, ha. But yeah,
0: and then it didn't I work would out. I'd
1: like to see you naked one day.
0: Ha, ha, ha. Well. Uh, 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 so it uh Didn't go anywhere because I feel like the same thing happened where she was just like, "Well, he's a little too nice for me." But that's not even really who
1: I am. What is that? What is seriously? If any women, (laughs) if any girls are listening to this, what is up with? Like, it seems like, like you guys like the idea of a nice guy, but then you don't like get them. It seems like you don't like a nice guy. You don't like a nice guy. It's it's really it's mixed signals and it confuses the hell out of guys because when it comes to relationships, we're not geniuses, okay? We might be geniuses in like fucking science or, you know, movie making, or whatever, that, or making video games, or some shit like that, but guys are not geniuses when it comes to relationships. Yeah, they
0: don't, I mean, they like the idea. You
1: can't give us mixed signals, it's gonna confuse us. Giving us mixed signals is like putting a hamster, a drunken hamster in a maze, you know? It, yeah. Just, it, you're not gonna get the results you're looking for, trust me, and we're just gonna end up hitting walls. I mean, you know, it's like, do you, do you like, I think a lot of people, guys included, and this is something I had to do too, Mm-hmm. I had to really sit down and decide for myself what I really liked in a in a significant other because it yeah. seems like a lot of the things we talk about we like in a significant other aren't what we actually like. It seems like... agree. It seems like we're letting... It's what society tells us we should like or what our parents tell us we should like. Yeah. And our parents have been... Our parents have, have had more time on this planet. yeah. yeah. So they've had more time to conform to society. So they so they've been they they've accepted the narrative that society gives you about who's right for you. Well, oh, absolutely like in a country in every country really, you know, the narrative is, well you have to work to survive. So the woman needs to find a guy who can support her. And the guy has to be a supporter. Yeah. He has to support those things. Um you know the guy supplies, you know, the money and the means and, and the woman is the you know, the one that keeps the home straight and she takes care of the kids and you know, that's what society's been telling us for the longest time. Yeah, of
0: course. It's, that's and
1: kind of what there's the a motive. dynamic shift now, but at the same time it's like you hear so many girls talk about, well, I like a nice guy, I like a guy who's nice, I like a guy who makes me laugh. I like uh you never hear I like a guy who has great abs, money, and, you know, a uh, huge dingling. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and
0: that's what so that's what and, they're really and, looking and, for. Right, sometimes. And that
1: seems to be that seems to be those seem, like they they don't truly saying, want an
0: intellect. Let's put it that I'm, way. I'm,
1: well, I'm not trying to go like the the extreme route and say all women want that. No, no. But here's the thing: guys who have those things do seem to get a lot of women. I'm just Absolutely. looking at. I'm, I'm not looking. I'm not trying to judge women. I'm looking at the results of the guys who have those things. Yeah, they do seem to get a lot of women and. So you know, I had to, I I thought to myself, well, you know, I was saying the same thing years ago. I was like, oh, I, I want a nice girl who's who's got a good sense of humor because I do, um, who's um, caring and compassionate, and I do want those things. Yeah. But at the same time, I have to be honest with myself. Oh yeah, absolutely. And and say like, well, I kind of want a girl with big breasts and who's kind of <laughs> who's kind of who's who's kind of short, and you know, because I like short girls. Yeah, and, same. And I, I like girls who are curvy and same. I mean, you know. But those are also. But right, you can't right, right. really say those yeah, things. Yeah, out loud, you no, know you know can't. Saying? But so, not even
0: just that. But at the same time, I will say this: I, I do. Personality is very important to me.
1: It is, and I do want somebody who's yeah. compassionate. Yeah, yeah. And I Do, but. But I don't just want those. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. other things. You, you want things important. to tie
0: into it. You don't just yeah, want it want to be other like things. you. You, yeah, you, yeah. you want to read a book. And, like, yeah, I get it all. Instead of versus just like, yeah, I just want to read this part of the yeah, book. Yeah, you know, I mean, I love... <laughs> I want to wear the passage of it. Yeah,
1: I mean, I love Star Wars, but that doesn't mean I love everything that Star Wars gives me, the franchise. Yeah, absolutely. There's got to be more to it than that. Yeah, There of has course. to be. So, got be intuitive. Yeah, there's, you know, yeah, there's... We, I think as people, we'll be happier and we'll be in more sustainable relationships. When we start to look at ourselves, fuck, shut, look, shut off the TV, shut off the fucking internet... Stop listening to other people tell you what you should have that's best for you. Like, oh, you need a guy with a really good job and you need a guy who's, you know, um, you know, who never cusses or who... No, fuck that.
0: Get with that guy that fucking cusses. Because well, you know why? Because he probably could do a lot more stuff than those fucking guys that don't cuss.
1: I don't, you know, I'm just throwing things out there, but... I'm just saying. I mean, but if, if if what you want is great abs and money, then go, then, you know, then be be honest about that and... And 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 you know, but just be honest about it. You know, don't sit there and say, "Well, I want a guy who's got a good sense of humor and and a guy who's I don't know, you know, who who is loyal and who doesn't cheat." You know what? I'm all of those things, and I get no fucking play from yeah, girls. Okay, I so, mean, not just
0: that, but that's, there's more I get, to it than that. I get, trust me. I get told I'm good looking all the time, but okay, at the same fucking time, I, I don't, I don't. True. I
1: totally believe that's true.
0: fuck you man i'm good looking uh maybe not but but i have you
1: know my mother told me i was handsome every single day of my life
0: i was real handsome but but at the same time it's like yeah but you want more than you motherfucker don't you lie to me yeah
1: like (laughs) just be honest be but you know what you gotta be forget everybody else you gotta be honest with yourself first oh i agree you gotta look in the mirror and you gotta say okay what do i really want here because you even know, with had, life, even with life though, because I, like, I feel like I feel like a lot of people we just, lie to ourselves, we,
0: we just kind of do things to
1: do things sometimes. We, we, we do things to try to fit in, because yeah. Because we're social creatures, and yeah. if we don't, if we don't, if we're not around people on a regular basis, we get sick, we will get sick,
0: yeah. Absolutely. Our mental
1: health will take a nosedive, yeah. We have to be, and if we're not around people on a regular basis, or if we're not brought up in such a way to where we're around people, we'll be very. I, I, I'm speaking from personal experience. My dad did not let me outside to play with other kids because yeah. he was so, you know, he had PTSD from Vietnam. He was so adamant. He, he of, was like, so scared I was going to get hurt. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. We we didn't live in the greatest neighborhood in Southwest Detroit. I'll admit, mm-hmm. but you know, <clears throat> I mean, to not let me go outside at all and like interact with other kids for the, I, I wasn't allowed to do it at all when I the first ten years of my life. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, and so when I did get around other kids, you were I, like socially awkward. I didn't awkward? know. I absolutely, I still am. To this I'm day. still
0: socially awkward though. Oh, too fuck you. You're I am. A way you're very I am. social. I, well, look, I didn't have many friends Well, okay. I well, did on a scale
1: of of one being me and ten being like the most social person, I would say you're about at least a seven, and whereas uh, I'm all the way at eh. one.
0: No, you're like a five. No, I don't think. Look, look all jokes aside. When I first met you, I thought you were like so fucking funny, and I thought, well, it, yeah, I it's a, so You know, you—it's really awkward and funny though. It's—we've known each other longer than we actually have known each other because we were in a Kingston Yada together. Yeah, <laughs> that don't, we don't that remember I don't each remember. other. Yeah. yeah I don't remember you being so there. weird because we were both in it. Yeah. Um. But, but for the fact that I met you when you were like, like what? They're uh, like, I
1: was 45, like 15. forty-five, fifteen, forty. Yeah. yeah <laughs> I, was, I was forty-five then. I'm sixty-eight now. <laughs>
0: actually no no i was like 18 you fuck to you. i look good for 60 i didn't i right didn't no he doesn't but i did really? <laughs> i no but what i was like because i was 18 when i officially met you yeah or 19 maybe almost who knows understand. something like no, that i think
1: you were going through that breakup with the robin
0: yeah mm. You can say her name. Fuck it. Okay. Uh, we know who she is. Yeah. Nobody... It's not like anybody's like, Robin? Robin you
1: No, know, it, it was fucking weird. That redheaded girl? That
0: was a weird time for me because it was yeah. like... Which I actually want to touch up about this because that's like when I learned that I was like manically depressed because I had, had to go to a psychiatrist and mm. I went to a psychiatrist for a year. And let's talk about depression for a minute. Actually, now we kind of jumped into that.
1: Okay. Like... But uh, so, to, to to just put a cap on what we were talking about, yeah, go ahead. everybody out there, just if you want to be in good relationships, you just be honest with yourself about what you want. You know, like I had to decide for myself, like what what is good for me as opposed to what I like, because I think that what I like isn't necessarily what's good for me, because to be perfectly oh, honest, yeah. I'm dumb enough and I'm so... Uh-huh. I'm so deprived of pleasure in my life and my whole life. I have lived too few pleasures to the point where like a girl with double D's could walk in the room and be a total cunt. And I would probably just like still fall over her because I'm an idiot. And you know, that's what I like, but that's not what's good for me. So people have to kind of think about like, first of all, what do I like? Do I, do I like what, do I really like what I say I like, or do I like it because society says it? And, 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 when I figure out what I really, really like, what really turns me on in a person, is that really what's good for me? Because a lot of us tend to like a partner who can be a little difficult and and can be dysfunctional. Dysfunctional people end up with other dysfunctional people, unfortunately. Yes. That's what we like. Yes. That's what turns us yes. on when yes. you come from a dysfunctional background, unfortunately. And so, you know, there's, you know, yeah, you just figure out what's Figure out what you like first of all, and then figure out whether or not that's good for you or not, you know what I'm saying? Those are really the only two things I think you have to figure out in order to uh get into a good relationship you know, be honest with yourself, figure out what you like, really like not what society or your or your family tells you what you, you should like or what you know your favorite celebrity or whatever tells you you should like, but what you really like, what really turns you on in a person like honest, be honest with yourself, and then figure out whether or not. That's actually good for you, you know. And then I think uh, after that, I think if you figure those things out, I think it's pretty much smooth sailing. I mean, there's obviously more details, but let's move on to depression now. What you were, what you wanted to touch on?
0: Um, so I know you go see a psychiatrist, correct?
1: Uh, I see a therapist and a oh, psychiatrist. therapist, yeah. yeah. Psychiatrists are nothing more than yeah,
0: they just give you pills, yeah. Yeah, they just cool yeah. So I should say dealers. so I should just say therapist because I've I've seen both, but. Uh, So, what what is the reasons why you go and see a therapist?
1: Well, I, in case nobody could figure out from the first two podcasts, I come from a pretty traumatic background. Of course. Um, very abusive, neglectful background. Right,
0: you're a little bitch, we got it. Oh, shut the fuck up. Okay, all jokes aside, go ahead. Anyways,
1: I had a PTSD, alcoholic-ridden Vietnam veteran father. I had a mentally ill, schizoaffective mother. And I had a sister that can't believe I'm admitting this, actually uh, molested me when I was younger.
0: See, I didn't know that. I did not know that. Well, I, I didn't have, even know you had a sister. I, I do. You got a brother too, right?
1: I have a brother. Yes. I, we're estranged. you know the brother. Yeah, we're estranged. He was a Detroit cop for 25 years. He just That's reti- right. He, he retired about, I don't know, six, seven mm. years ago. He actually flew the helicopter for Detroit. You,
0: you told me that.
1: Yeah, he's a helicopter pilot and um, he works for like, I don't know, some insurance company now, so anyways we're strange we've only met like maybe seven or eight times in our entire lives yeah uh yeah so these are the people i grew up around not my brother though my 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 father mom and yeah my father my mother and my sister these are the three people that i and again remember i wasn't allowed to leave where we lived so these are the people i had to be around all the time Mm -hmm. you know and um so i have ptsd now from that it, wow that's it's not insane. it's not just, i didn't know that
0: either i don't yeah, think we've you've that. ever told well, i didn't me know that. either i didn't yeah. know either
1: until like 2015 when i was finally so, officially diagnosed i was
0: gonna say so educate us on ptsd so just in case people don't realize well or it know means what it is.
1: post-traumatic stress disorder in uh-huh. other words you went through such an unbelievably traumatic event that now it 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 is literally affected um i could be wrong on this i could be wrong on the details. I want to say it affected if it affects your nervous system but maybe I'm wrong on that but basically it affects your brain mm-hmm. to where how you acted in that traumatic event yeah is now how you're acting in the rest of your life now that that traumatic event is <clears throat> over yeah. and it doesn't work anymore. I'll give you an example like let's talk about the most traumatic, the, the most common PTSD uh victims are soldiers. So yeah. you go to war, you are ready to to, for explosions, you're ready to get shot at, you're ready for bad things to happen at any moment because you're in a consistently dangerous situation. Of course. So your nervous system gets used to that. You hear certain things and you see certain things and you respond a certain way. Yeah. And your brain gets so used to that because, and it becomes so, be, and it's so significant to your brain, these events that are taking place, mm-hmm. that after it's all over... Your brain doesn't know how to switch that off anymore. Right. So now you're going through the rest of your life with your brain going the ex, doing the exact right, same. Right. Right. Like there's thing. like
0: the the, the screws there's, are not. Yeah, like you're, clicking correctly. Yeah,
1: you're so just basically. But um, it simple. Your brain, yeah, yeah. Um, so now, so and and now you have to go through therapy, and you have to go through, you know. I don't think drugs really help that much. No, I but, don't
0: either. I don't take them. I yeah. that's I that's why I got off them like instantly. I
1: think they can. I think when you're at your your worst, I think they can help. Yeah. But they should only ever be temporary. They should never be permanent. Oh I, yeah. I've been on antidepressants for 20 years, and and I don't give it. I don't care what the research says. You're addicted.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Because you you feel it becomes placebo. After a while, in my opinion. Well, not only
1: that, but, I mean, you, you can't get off of them. Yeah. And, even, and the research my, says... My mother,
0: you know, she's manic also, was, was manic. Oh, really? That's where I... That's kind of... That That was a part of where
1: I picked it up. Here's the thing about that. Uh, that's another thing I should mention is that... <laughs> here's why I'm not entirely sure I believe in chemical imbalances. Mm-hmm. And this is why... Where the danger of having drugs comes in. Because yeah. those drugs are there to fix a chemical imbalance. Mm-hmm. I'm not entirely sure that there's a problem with the chemicals in your brain. Yeah, And I don't know of any tests See, that are done <clears throat> that can actually show that.
0: The, the only thing I can say is that... Let me just get this up. Okay, go ahead.
1: From what I understand, and, and I used to work at the same clinic that I go to, I, I always used to talk to professionals because I was mm-hmm. always interested in psychology. I've taken some courses. It is possible to, it is possible for a child, to exhibit the exact same symptoms of a mental illness that their parents do without having a chemical imbalance. They will just simply pick it up and start exhibiting those same symptoms.
0: That's interesting.
1: So it's possible that you don't have a chemical imbalance. It's, just, it's possible it's your mother never up. had a chemical imbalance. Yeah, yeah, it's just something we picked, we picked, picked up. up, yeah. Because as children, we emulate our parents. Yeah. It's it's just a survival mechanism. Yeah. You know, our brains are our greatest strength, but they're also our greatest weakness. Yeah. So yeah, PTSD, that's what it is. It's basically you're in you're in a traumatic situation that traumatized you so deeply mm-hmm. that your brain had to <clears throat> literally switch its functioning in some way in order to get you through that traumatic event. Yeah. But it became so significant in some way that now your brain doesn't really know how to switch that off. Right.
0: Well, you know, I might, it could be that for me too, honestly, because I mean, when my, my brother died. I had a younger brother. I
1: didn't know that.
0: Yeah, yeah. He We're he both was only, finding out things. So now. he was only a few months old. And then You boy, didn't know I had a sister. I didn't yeah, know you had a brother. Okay. Yeah, that's uh you know my nephew Sam?
1: I think so, yeah.
0: That's where he got his name from. because my brother's name is Samuel. Okay. So but and then on top of that, when I was younger, I still remember this like yesterday. I was like five years old. My dad was really, really drunk. My dad used to be a really bad alcoholic at one point. My my real dad. You you've met him once or twice. I don't, I don't know. He had glasses, uh bald He's, he kinda has an accent like this. He kinda he doesn't even maybe. Look. So you you met him actually at my mom's funeral, funeral I'm sure.
1: Oh yeah, maybe. Okay So he had
0: classes. Yeah. Um but he's from Cuba, so he's had like a really tough You're half life Cuban? Through. Well, yeah. I didn't so, know that I thought so, you were hundred percent Mexican, so, you but, fucking liar. Whatever. Oh my god, but you're half Cuban? He so he but one time he was really drunk and my mom wasn't home and he was really mad that she wasn't home. I must have done something though to piss him off. Who knows? But all I remember is him like coming up to me, and just fucking sucking me right in the nose. And all I still remember just like gashing blood out of my face like so bad. And as a five year old, you're like, holy shit! Like you know, I I didn't think much of it at well, the time. Yeah, I think so. I mean, luckily I forgave him because that's life, you know.
1: Well, you're you know, kids automatically were like abused kids are are like puppy dogs, you know. You can abuse yeah. them and they'll still love you. You know. It's yeah, yeah. It's very tragic.
0: Yeah. So I forgave him, and I mean it is what it is, I guess. But yeah, I, I, yeah, with my brother, with that, and then it just like my mom being sick, like that's kind of like me and me and her breaking up was like.
1: Like it triggered that. Yeah, it triggered that like, all that yes. stuff. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's that's where the word tri- that that term trigger comes yeah. from. It's actually a therapeutic where. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where an event will trigger your symptoms. Yep. Quite, Even
0: though, yeah, because it's just like building up and building up. Yeah. Because I've always been pretty emotionalist when it comes to things. I kind of, like, just take it in strides. I don't really, I'm not, you know, if I feel bad, it's alone. It's not with people, for the okay. most part. But that was the one time that I was just, like, could not hide how I felt. And it was just, like, full-on, like...
1: Yeah, I remember you were like, Hey, guys, I haven't eaten for three days and all this. you like, <laughs> like, advertising and I'm like... <laughs> Why the fuck? <coughs> why the fuck is this dude advertising he hasn't eaten for three days? Go get a fucking cheeseburger, man.
0: <laughs> yeah, I wasn't vegetarian or vegan back then, so I yeah, that's could true.
1: Have... But no, then I heard about that you had broken up with your with your girlfriend, and I, I don't know. I think I might have said something to your sister, and I was like, hey, you should talk to him because if he if he went through a breakup and he's not eating, that means he's probably really not taking it well. Yeah, you know because yeah, you're you're when you're really stressed and you're really down. Yeah. You're just not going to be hungry. Oh, yeah.
0: So, yeah. I mean, the therapist really, like, broke it down for me. And she was like, hey, well, you know, this and this and this is really wrong with you. Like, you know, and it's just this is what really set it off for you. Yeah. Like, she yeah, kind of just.
1: It was a triggering event.
0: Yeah. So it was, that was a big trigger. It was like, it's so funny, too, because it's like, it it makes the book. uh What is it? uh It's a Edgar Allan Poe. The
1: Raven?
0: Yeah. That's what The Raven's about. It's about...
1: Depression? I think everything well, that guy is about
0: depression. Well, it's about... He, he has other problems, hmm. but the raven is the thing that, like, is the... Like, it becomes... The smallest problem becomes literally the biggest issue. Hmm. Be, and it's because the other problems he kind of, like, ignored. And then once that... the Once the bird got to him, that's what really triggered off his whole personality to hmm. switch over and become, like, this range psychopath worried about a bird which
1: was yeah. not that important yeah I, I think that's kind of a that's i what, think there's a lesson to be learned there too with yeah. uh with if you just ignore the small problems they can become bigger yes yeah. you
0: yes. know and even a big you should always address everything with somebody yeah. and not just let it go by you you know because those those. i mean people have killed themselves because of that stuff you know yeah. ignoring yeah. and then yeah, they
1: have. Yeah. and then
0: the sm- one small thing is the thing that really kills them you know
1: it's like the straw that broke the camel's back, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, so, yeah, so.
1: but anyway yeah, if you if you're you know for anybody who's depressed or anxious, you can go see a psychiatrist or a you know a therapist there's there's no shame in that because mm-hmm. it's number one, it's confidential. The only thing that they're that they have to talk about is if you come to them and admit, I'm definitely gonna kill myself or I'm definitely going to kill somebody else, yeah, or like I don't know like you committed a crime, like you already killed somebody and you're like, Hey, I never told anybody this, but I murdered this person. Like, that's the <laughs> kind of stuff that they have to talk about. Yeah. But if you go in there and tell them things like, uh, you know, I, I have these kind of bad thoughts and I, I have this kind of shame and I've done these many drugs. They're not going to tell anybody about that. You yeah. don't have to worry about that. That's okay. And and if they do sue them, <laughs> sue the shit yeah, you out of them. can sue them.
0: You can definitely, uh, sue you them.
1: know, there's, it's a federal law against that HIPAA, but, um, <laughs> But yeah, there's no shame in going and seeing that. And there's no there's no shame in going at least once just to see what it's like. Uh, but my advice to people, and this is as, again, I'm not, I don't have, you know, a PhD or anything like that. But I've been in the system and I've been on medications. Uh, I would be very leery about having somebody put you on a medication.
0: Yeah, I would not, I agree. Yeah,
1: I wouldn't just. I, I
0: didn't like it. I didn't think it helped. And even if it would have, I wouldn't have been happy about it.
1: Yeah, I, I was lied to. I was told that it wasn't addictive. If I'd have known it was addictive, I would have never gotten yeah,
0: it. Yeah, no, I, I I literally knew like right away that like there was like gonna be issues like once yeah. I started taking it.
1: And the thing about it is is that and this is this is coming from my doctor. Yeah. Where he said, you know what, the truth is is that we never really know how a person's gonna react to these drugs. We don't.
0: Well at least he's honest. He was, he was honest. Like, some was people honest. don't care. Yeah, they'll, just, they'll, they'll tell they'll, you, Oh no, no, it'll do they'll, this. They'll write you the prescrip get you out. Yeah. You can lie to them and they would still just write you the prescription.
1: Right. Or 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 they'll say, Oh well no, this'll happen. It's gonna help you with this. No. The the honesty is they never know what the way your brain's gonna react. Yeah. Because the thing about it is I've been on diff anybody who's been on antidepressants long, yeah, is gonna be on different ones and I've been on different ones Mm -hmm. and and each one has literally been a lifestyle change for me. I bet. Zoloft has been about it kept me pretty even yeah, but it kept me kind of sedated. Yeah. Whereas Lexapro kept me tired all the time. I was always tired. Yeah. I, I wasn't getting anything done.
0: Man, that I gained
1: like fucking thirty or forty pounds because I just wasn't doing anything. I was always sleeping or I was always tired. Yeah. Uh, Prozac. Prozac was like cocaine. It had me <laughs> wired.
0: Jesus. It had me
1: fucking wired, and, and that was, and that was, um, that shit had me so wired that I I, I was either. Always in the middle of feeling like I was going to have an anxiety attack yeah. or I was actually having one or I was unaware of how I felt. And mm. I looked like I was being very energetic and like to the point where my girlfriend was like, hey, are you are you OK? You seem really. Jesus. Like, I didn't even be know. you be way too happy. Yeah. Like, I yeah. was way. Not, yeah. Yeah. Like, For you, probably. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was like I was on fucking cocaine. Yeah. And now I'm back on Zoloft again. And it's like I'm, I'm back to being very, like, kind of in the middle, but leaning more towards the sedated, lethargic, which I don't want to be. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, just understand that these pills are not they are these are not exactly safe drugs to get on and they're definitely not safe to get off because anything you have to be weaned off of is not safe.
0: Agreed. That is true. And very you do true. have to be
1: weaned off you of You definitely that. do. So, they can so this is what I don't understand and this is the problem with pharmaceutical companies and billion-dollar organizations that they got tired of getting sued by people who said they were addicted mm-hmm. so what they did was they paid research and i and i use that term very loosely they paid scientists to do research and they came up with this brand new term and it's not addiction it's not withdrawal it's called discontinuation syndrome <laughs> which sounds like the same fucking thing it yes. sounds like you're getting a sim- you're getting a condition because you're quitting a drug,
0: you're getting a condition.
1: You know, it, it, discontinuation syndrome. So yeah. now, because they now have this magical term, now you can't sue them.
0: Well, that's anything. That's that's like everything. They they they. Let's face it. They've they're the government is so good at making new terms to make it look. To sound less and less the, like the
1: government didn't do this, though it was a pharmaceutical company. Well, even paying, pharmaceuticals, paying so-called they, scientists. Of course.
0: Well, that's what I'm saying. To do they, this, They, so now they make you the can't pedigree. They make the pedigree of like, oh well, let's let's change the name up. Let's let's make it sound a little less, you know, dangerous, and a lot of less, you know, bad. You know.
1: Yeah, I mean, but now because of that one term, you can't sue and now it's like oh no you're not addicted it's just you know well then why the fuck do I have to be weaned off of it why the fuck does anybody who's been on this shit long term have to be weaned off of it anything yes. you have to be weaned off of you are addicted to yeah if this was a street drug and you and I told you I was on this brand new drug called I don't know fucking fucking Este Hobor Es Catalico I don't know <laughs> but, but whatever, I, I just read that off the wall. He
0: read that off my wall. But uh, that's right. Yeah, I have please Spanish don't take on my offense,
1: wall. Spanish Spanish speakers. Like, what the fuck?
0: Take did he just take say? offense if you want to burn them. No, let me know. Please
1: don't take offense. <laughs> uh, Cancel us. And I and and I said, well, I have to be weaned off of it. You would say, oh, because you're addicted, but because but because I'm on a mult, um because I'm on a legal drug prescribed to me from a multi-billion-dollar company. Oh no, you're not addicted, even though you have to be weaned off of it. See, this is. That's nonsense. Yes, I'm addicted. I, I'm a drug addict, and I never meant to be. I never wanted to be. So, yeah, that's the thing. If, if you want to seek help for depression, for anxiety, for PTSD, for anything, for God's sake, think twice when somebody says get on meds. Meds should be, in my opinion now, this is my opinion, uh, meds should just be reserved. I was, was
0: going to say, go ahead.
1: Well, I'm just saying, meds should be reserved for people whose lives literally cannot get going without a drug like if you can still function but you're very depressed or you can still function like you're still making money you're still raising a family but you're just really anxious what you need is probably a lot of therapy yeah and specific absolutely. therapy programs like maybe you need dialectical behavioral therapy maybe you need cognitive uh behavioral therapy you know maybe you need a prolonged exposure therapy you know these these are all these are all actual programs that I was going to say, now. yeah.
0: So more of the stories. Don't do drugs.
1: Yeah.
0: Find another way. Because there is, there is yeah, fine, actual it, other uh, ways.
1: Exercise,
0: yes. diet. Yes. Uh, you'll uh, let uh, dopamine's off in your brain if you diet and you exercise. Yeah, diet, that,
1: exercise, therapy.
0: I mean, I'm miserable. But I know one thing. Is that when I eat when I eat healthy and when I work out I feel better.
1: But the thing is that you're not in therapy either, so I think yeah. diet, exercise. And you want to you want to
0: die? I'll kill you.
1: Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm
0: not a murderer. I'm just kidding. Diet, maybe exor-
1: diet, exercise, and specific therapy programs that are designed to take care of your condition, whatever that may be. Yeah, are good ideas. They're all good ideas. Yes. And also, you know, take it easy on yourself too. It's okay, if you have kids, it's okay to take a break from the kids and get a babysitter and unwind. Uh. <clears throat> If you have a job, it's okay to if you have vacation time, go on vacation. It's okay to take it easy on yourself. You know, in our society, we sort of um we sort of pride ourselves on how busy we are. I know,
0: it's weird. I you know, hate it.
1: it. But that's nothing to pride yourself it's on, not. you know, because when you're busy, you lose track of who you are as a person. You know, so take a break. Take a break. Take it easy on yourself. Don't be so hard because, you know, you didn't go to work that day or because um I don't know, because well, I feel bad cuz I had somebody watch the kids so I could go out for the night or, or just have a nice quiet evening in. Just, take it easy on yourself. you know. Give yourself a break.
0: So I want to spend about five minutes talking about Bernie Sanders. Okay. Um, what's your take on him winning first three? And it looks like he's got a good shot at uh, Super 10 Tuesday. Or, uh, well, Super Tuesday. Super Tuesday, yeah. It like looks the 10 like... states.
1: Uh, Bernie's got good momentum right now he's got he's got s- such good momentum that even the mainstream media that spends all of its time smearing him and slandering him is actually having to admit that he is uh, the front runner they finally admitted he's the front runner Um, so he's doing very well, but he's got a long way to go. Yeah. A lot. He's got to get like one over a thousand, 1,900 delegates or something like that. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's, what's really gonna, and
1: and again, we've only been through three out of the 50, you know, States mainly, you know, so that's, so we got a long way to go. It's a long way. And, um, you know, it's a long race. They're gonna try to cheat him. The DNC. Yeah,
0: I was gonna say because they're they're already talking about it. They're already talking about them like not being. Yeah, happy. they already
1: they already held a stop Bernie Sanders secret meeting. And, <laughs> yeah. You know, Pete Booty Judge was there. Nancy Pelosi was well, there. Well, they
0: they're already saying Pete's a ghost. Pizza, pizza zombie. Pizza spook you mean? No, no, no. Well no. He, actually,
1: Whoa. he actually no 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 no. <laughs> I'm out of this. No 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 no. Sp- no. No a spook is a like a federal agent and a like a CIA agent. No no like
0: that. they're just calling him a zombie. They're they're already saying like he he's dead he's dead to rights, basically.
1: Yeah, I mean he, they, they don't think he he's got a spook, much though. Yeah, yeah. he probably does work for the CIA yeah. but uh But
0: the, yeah, they don't say he has He's much a robot. Left.
1: He's a robot. He he's is. a mannequin, he's a manufactured candidate. He's yeah. not he he speaks a lot without saying anything at all.
0: You're right. I agree.
1: I mean, and it's not 1992 anymore. You can't, you know, Beto we already had Beto Aurora do that. Yes. That's, he he was like a motivational speaker that didn't say anything and he stood on top of tables and shit like that. It's like, dude, we already had that guy. Yeah. And he was and he was he was he was funnier to listen to because he just laid it on so thick and it was so goofy. Yeah. You know, it's like we don't you know, he's just yeah, Pete is just he's he's a complete he is a manufactured politician.
0: You can tell. He is that, he talks kind of like this. And he's actually, somebody very, actually did very, a video comparison
1: very, what's on Twitter. Somebody did a video comparison on Twitter. No, no, no. They did a video comparison on Twitter. He's trying to sound like Obama. Ugh. They did a comparison. No offense to Obama. The same, but, the same, uh, fuck Obama. He was a war criminal. <laughs> but, like, the same cadence. No offense to Obama. The same cadence, the uh-huh. same, like, the same, like, speech patterns and everything. It does sound like he's trying to emulate. Obama's speech patterns. And so, yeah, I mean, no, I, he's, you know, he, he loses. And then even before a vote is counted in Iowa, he's already claiming victory. That's, that's just idiotic. I mean, that's like, yeah. a, that's a total CIA move right yes.
0: there.
1: You know, <clears throat> so, but no, even the mainstream media right now can't deny that Bernie's the front runner. Uh, they're going to try to stop him. And this is the crazy thing about the, the Democrats, uh, you know, the, the, the so-called party of the people, And, you know, people are so used to hearing this that when somebody comes out and says, hey, the Democrats are no better than the Republicans, people gasp. They're like, how could you say that? Well, the reason why is because they literally had, well, not just the only reason, but here's Mm -hmm. another reason is they literally had a Stop Bernie Sanders secret meeting. This was reported on. Yeah. Okay. You can look on, feel free to look online. There were multiple sources that reported on there was a Stop Bernie Sanders meeting. Why Mm -hmm. is it that the Democrats, the so-called Party of the People, the party of the working class are trying to stop the working class candidate, of course, the candidate is. who has 40 years of being on the side of the working class and, and the record to prove it. Yeah. Um, why is it that they're having a stop Bernie Sanders meeting and they're not having a stop Donald Trump meeting? Agreed. They they don't actually have. And I want to read you guys a quote, actually, uh, from a couple of different people who uh, actually worked, who were actually in Congress during the time that Bernie Sanders was there. So for you know, one of the um, one of the lies that the the media and the and the smear mongers are are reporting is that Bernie never got anything done. He never got anything done. He never got anything done. That's what they keep saying. Well, here's a qu- Bernie actually has respect from both Democrats and Republicans.
0: Yeah, of course.
1: Okay, so here's a former Repo- so the Republicans supposedly hate him more than anybody, right? Yeah. Here's a former Republican congressman named Bob Nay on Bernie Sanders. He says, and I quote. Working with the guy was amazing. He got more done than he's been given credit for. He wasn't, like I said, the pride of authorship guy. He was honest. You knew what he said is what you could take to the bank. I can't say enough about the personal integrity and the zest and the tenacity for working people that Bernie Sanders had and has and will have. And that was former Republican Congressman Bob Nay at the 2016 Democratic National Convention in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. That was what he said. Now, there's another quote from Robert Reich. He was the former Secretary of Labor during the 1990s under Bill Clinton. He wrote, "Well, actually, I was there. I mean, I was Secretary of Labor through some of those years. I saw how effective Bernie actually was. He was tenacious. He kept getting changes, amendments, and very large pieces of legislation. His name and here's here's I'm I'm cutting into the quote right here to talk. Here's the here's where the the myth about he never got anything done gets put to rest right here." Because, Robert Reich says, his name was often not on those pieces of legislation. He did not have a, and does not have a, huge ego. So, he didn't hold out for his name to be highly placed on pieces of legislation, but he did hold out for amendments and for changes that, almost in every case, virtually in every case, helped working people and helped the poor. And I saw it again and again and again. He was an effective legislature, in fact, an effective legislator, in fact, One of the most effective legislators, because the more you work behind the scenes and don't try to push yourself out there and don't try to get the limelight, the more effective you can be, which ironically invites the complaint from some people that he was ineffective because he was not in the limelight. He was behind the scenes. So that's from a Democrat and also from a Republican, two people on two different sides of the aisle who both agree that Bernie actually did get a lot done. He just didn't put his name on a lot of You're the right, legislation. Didn't stamp it. He didn't yeah. stamp it. Why? Because when people because the thing about it is, and uh the late uh congressman John Conyers admitted in the, the documentary Fahrenheit 911 mm-hmm. that the that va- yeah. the majority of the 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 legislation that these these politicians pass, they don't actually read it. They just look they, they, they look, look- yeah, they look for certain things and but they also look for certain names on the legislation. So Bernie Sanders understood, wait a minute, if my name's on this. If I'm signing off on this, then people – certain people, corporate candidates are going to – not candidates, but corporate politicians are going to be like, wait a minute. Why is Bernie's name on this? It must be – it must not be good for the corporations if that's the case. Right. So Bernie actually didn't put his name on a lot of the legislation that he passed. Mm Mm-hmm. So it's a myth that the guy didn't get anything done. They called him the roll call amendment king because he had so many little things that he added to legislation – to get in there in order to help working people. And yeah. and we have proof of this. People who were actually there and worked uh in Congress and actually uh was the Secretary of Labor, you know, admitted this now. So yeah, I mean it it's a myth. So anybody out there who might hear this that hears, oh Bernie didn't get anything done. He named three post offices. Bullshit. Bernie got a lot done and I just read you two quotes from two different people who admitted that, who were there while he was a congressperson. So uh yeah, so we're running out of time and yeah. that's 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 all I wanna get into about Bernie. He's got momentum right now, the mainstream media can't deny it. Uh it's pretty disgusting some of the things that's been said, uh as a result of Bernie being the front runner now. Uh you got Chris Matthews saying that um Bernie's win in Nevada was the equivalent of the Nazis invading France in nineteen forty, which is especially disgusting. Considering Bernie Sanders is the Jew, the is the man you know who may be the first Jewish president. He's a Jew. He has family who died in the Holocaust. And Chris Matthews is actually going to compare his victory to a Nazi victory in nineteen forty. That's disgusting. Uh, Chuck Todd uh, compared Bernie Sanders supporters. He said they were like the brown shirts. Again, another Nazi reference. Absolutely ridiculous. Doctor Jason Johnson. Uh, said uh, black women who support Bernie Sanders are from the island of, mis- of misfit black women or-, or something along those lines, I'm paraphrasing. So it's been pretty disgusting. Uh, but luckily, these smears seem to be helping Bernie. Uh, if you're on the fence about Bernie uh, and you might be listening to this, uh, try to remember the quotes I just read you and uh, try to listen to his speeches and, under- and and look at some of his old speeches. And not out of context, but the actual, the whole thing and understand he's got a he's got a history of of being for the working class, being for the poor. And uh that's something that we haven't seen a whole lot of. And he's got the legislation, he's got he's got the legislation to back it up. He's got the record to back it up, not just talk about it and then not do anything about it like Barack Obama did, like Bill Clinton did, like Donald Trump even, you know, d- talked about stuff like that. You know, so it's a myth, uh, don't don't believe it. Um you know go to bernie's website um watch his speeches for yourself, turn off the mainstream media, and just try to take it in yourself and try to decide for yourself if he's if if he's the best candidate for you or if a candidate like him. There are candidates out there that are like him, not in the presidential race, but it's important to for local candidates too and for other congressional candidates like a o c alexandria ocasio cortez It's important to get people like that into office as well so yeah just you know give uh give his website a try, read up on his legislation it'll be boring it'll be boring, don't get me wrong, but understand that this affects all of us, so we, we have to put in the time It doesn't take that much time, but if we if we if we put in the time, trust me you're not going to regret it
0: and time <laughs> okay. That was the longest five minutes because it was ten, by the way. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> I knew you were gonna do that. Sorry. It's my fault. We should have brought it up earlier. Yeah. Now we have five minutes to talk, and I haven't even got to Vegas, so we're oh. clearly gonna we're gonna even have to save that. For yeah, we'll have to save that for next time. Yeah, yeah you could start. That was out with, super yeah, important. Start
1: out with Vegas because it had
0: to do with politics.
1: Yes. <laughs> the, this guy, this guy gets to go to Vegas when, when like the eyes of the world are on Vegas, because the eyes of the world are on the presidential campaign. Yeah,
0: absolutely. The United
1: States is the modern-day Roman Empire. Every Our policies affect the world. So, I mean, th- that's where the presidential campaign was this uh, last week, was in Nevada. This weekend was in Nevada. Uh, th- the fight, the, wor- the heavyweight championship of the world, the linear heavyweight championship yeah. of the world, which means the rightful heavyweight championship of the, the king. world, was fought, absolutely, was fought... Uh, by the Gypsy King, so, yeah, and won by the Gypsy King. So or maintained, I should say, by the Gypsy King. I'll,
0: I'll tell you a funny story before we leave. I guess. Go
1: ahead.
0: I I figured out something about myself. Um, I, I was... just think it's
1: amazing that the eyes of the world were on Vegas and you were there. So yeah, I, I know. Think
0: that's You're welcome. Cool. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you could you could have came. Uh,
1: no, I don't. I didn't.
0: No, it wasn't. But next time. Maybe but, but uh, I found something out about myself. I had an epiphany on Sunday night. Uh, there was this if you're gay
1: that's okay yeah yeah
0: see this okay. is the thing I'm not but oh fuck off <laughs> but but I think it's the way I dress which gives that idea
1: wait wait, somebody thought you were gay yeah because oh see I, I was just and, joking I had no, no idea no no yeah so
0: I was with my friends and and uh, this other girl that was with me she thought she was a lesbian like the girl this girl that I met in Vegas um uh, I'm trying to think of her name. Sarah. There is. There you go. This girl, Sarah, thought, because I was playing, I was playing uh, hopscotch or skip, whatever the fuck that one is when you jump and try to get into. Yeah, the hopscotch. Universe. Yeah. Okay. Hopscotch. And she was like, oh, are you trying to impress that girl? And I was like, uh, not really. I was like, she's more my friend than anything. And she was like, oh, okay. She goes, she goes, is she a lesbian? I was like, <laughs> oh. <laughs> that was really funny. And so I was like no, I don't think so. <laughs> and then she goes, so. then eventually we start playing a uh, game of uh, Cornhole. And she's like, you're gay, aren't you? And I was see, like, that what? sounds
1: sexual. <laughs> no, see, I don't think she's a lesbian. And then we started playing Cornhole. Yeah, then we started playing Cornhole. Right, but then
0: she, for, out of nowhere, she just goes randomly, she goes, you're gay, aren't you? I'm like, why? Why?" She goes, you're not even, you never even tried nothing with the guy. And I go, what the fuck is going on right now? No. And then she's like, well, you just dress so nice and you just care about what you look like. It looks like, I'm like, all right. But then I like had an epiphany. I was like, on, on my way, like just being, because I was a little drunk. And I realized I have a lint roller. <laughs> don't have any animals. <laughs> I mean, any dude that has a lint roller. I mean, how many dudes do you know that have a lint roller and don't have animals? So. Well, I was
1: going to say I do, but we have two.
0: Yeah, packs. exactly. You have animals. I don't. I just do it to make sure there's. Well, like I, don't my I don't know
1: where she comes mu- from. She must have been raised on a dairy farm in Wisconsin because well, it's funny. As though. we all know, straight men always wear only coveralls and flannel shirts. Well, and,
0: even even this other guy, boots. even this <laughs> other guy who knows some of my friends, which he's one of my brother's friends, he was like, so let me ask you something. He's like, you gay or straight? <laughs> and I like assume so he's probably asking that because he was like, he might be gay. Let me ask. <laughs> And it was like 20, that was like an hour before she asked that. And I'm like, oh, shit, man. Do I give off this weird gay vibe like without realizing it? But I, we'll, I, we'll, we'll hold off to tell that yeah, story for the off, next time. hold off on
1: Vegas because well, I want to hear about that too. Yeah,
0: it was fun. Well, guys, this is about all the time we have. Me and Eek, we've accomplished a few things today. We're going to accomplish more. We're actually going to Sunday. Yeah. We'll have a new one out Monday. So this one will come out tomorrow, which is Thursday. Or today, which is Thursday. And yeah, so uh, follow our new Facebook at Let's Talk About It, just dot instead of dot 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 um, where I'll be posting short videos of us telling stories uh, from the podcast. Uh, Support us. Or cancel us. Cancel him, actually. He's a motherfucker. You should have heard what he said before we went on oh, the video. Oh yeah, it was terrible. <laughs> before we start recording this podcast, he is a straight asshole. Make
1: America great again.
0: Uh, well, let's not do that. Well, I mean, if we could, but it's just not with Donald Trump and with red hats. <laughs> yeah. Let's not do the red hat thing. Right. That's strange. All right, guys, have a good one. We'll see you soon. Bye.